This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mapper Forward's first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, available now online for you to learn at your own pace with a certificate available upon completion. Click the link in the show notes to access today for just 50 euros. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Map It Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode one of a new five-part series with Ryan Gadino from Specialty Batch Roasters here in the UAE. Yes, I am still in the UAE, in Dubai, um, but may not be by the time that this airs. So we're kind of doing a back to the future thing here. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure, sir. You're an Aussie and you're an Emirati, sort of. And uh, so we have a, a kindred spiritness uh, throughout all of this because uh, you kind of grew up in the coffee industry in, in, in Australia and you have been yeah. here for most of your career, right? Well, the hospitality industry. I mean, yeah. coffee was obviously a part of that. But I think my, my biggest involvement in the specialty field was uh, when I actually moved into Dubai and got really into it. But yeah, hospitality in Australia. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. So tell us about Specialty Batch and tell us a, like a little bit about how long you've been here in, in the industry in Dubai. Uh, so Specialty Batch was founded um, primarily as an educational platform. Mm-hmm. We, had, uh, we were running an event, uh, a coffee event, uh, uh, it goes back to 2009. We ran the, uh, launched the first Barista Championship, Latte Art Championship. So out of all of that, we were also conducting the first set of SCAA training programs. Um, And, you know, that was an annual event, which was nice. It was great. But we needed something that could involve more of the community more frequently rather than once a year. So Specialty Batch was formed. Uh, We had an office, a training facility. We had equipment. We were running programs every single day. Um, So that was the... It's the start, you know, as early as 2011. Mm-hmm. And then over the next few years, we saw the need to add a roasting facility to develop the race roasting training program. So that evolved, you know, 2013. Um, and since then, we've added equipment, uh, sales and service to our team. We launched a cafe and it's just been evolving since then. It's just an organic growth to meet necessity yeah. with regards to training. I love it. Ryan... We have uh, we have stumbled upon an interesting scenario here in the UAE uh, that led for you to release an article after we had released a a podcast episode that went completely viral. Uh, we're going straight into that, are we? <laughs> well, no, I'm setting it up for helping oh, people understand okay. why what we're going to talk about. So. Um, it, it was the episode about the barista mafia and you wrote a really eloquent article um, for Filter Magazine that was a follow-up sort of from your perspective um, about the the situation that's existing here. And I contacted you and said, listen, I think that we should talk about culture in coffee because in different, you know, we both have been in hospitality in Australia and we are observing the hospitality industry here and you're heavily steeped in the hospitality industry here and it's very clear that there are different hospitality there are different cultures in different hospitality industries and uh, those lead to manifest in different ways and so after reading your article it became really apparent that you are intimately uh, versed in 
the culture of the coffee industry here, which is why we wanted to have a conversation across this series. And yes, a part of that is we're going to talk a lot about the barista mafia situation and 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 what leads to those kinds of things because it's never one thing, right? Like it's a culture that causes anything to happen. It's a culture that facilitates the great things and the not so great things in any industry. And so over the next five episodes we're going to we're going to talk about that. Now, to set up the series in this episode, we're going to talk about the evolution of culture in the UAE coffee industry. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Okay. So I think it's interesting to sort of see the natural progression having been here and sort of been involved in the training aspect of specialty mm-hmm. coffee. Um, so, you know, as in the early 2000s, we saw you know, big major uh, franchise players in the market and got to a point where all the big names were here already and there there were these you know lesser known franchises coming in from uh, parts of europe or parts of the us parts of australia they were sort of setting up um and then you know sort of reached reached a reached a point where that's it you know there's franchises everywhere um what was missing was a piece of personality um so you know once we started launching these training sessions and the Brewster Championships between 2009-2012, that's when I really saw this 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 evolution actually start. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, cafes started sending baristas for the training programs. They started exploring new uh, suppliers in terms of you know their coffee, their equipment. They started paying more attention to recipes to the 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 details of um what they're offering to their customers um and it was hard i think the first few cafes that set up um at that time i mean myself included we launched stomping grounds in uh, the tail end of 2015 and a lot of the customers that came in um were very used to you know the commercial coffee uh, Mm. experience so i think part of that early launch of specialty was fine-tuning the the method in which you educate the customer and that that was a very tricky time because one of the one of my pet peeves in the early days was we'd train you know baristas uh, uh, service crew and we'd impart like a little bit of knowledge um, to them and they wouldn't be able to judge the customer and I Mm -hmm. think that was one of the hardest things is understand the customer that's in front of you and decide whether there is active or passive education that can be implemented in that situation. So, you know, I had a barista trainee who came from a big uh, ice cream uh, company and did our training programs are working with us as well. And, you know, we, one of the training sessions we did with him was, uh, we were talking about um, uh, processing methods and, uh, uh, different varieties of coffee and uh, you know in the conversation at the cafe he started immediately going into you know cultivars and and the customer was just like whoa right. whoa whoa overwhelming <laughs> so I think overwhelming yeah so that was sort of the very tricky time but I mean mm-hmm. it took a little bit of time it took a little bit of persistence it took a little bit of humility mm-hmm. um, and sort of more, more and more um, people started investing in the concept of specialty coffee. They started investing in better equipment. Um, 
and started investing in education. And since then, it's sort of just been booming. You know, something that I, uh, when I came in January for World of Coffee uh, and Noah Adra from Stitch Coffee came with me, the one thing that we noticed immediately about the culture of coffee here is how educated the consumer is. And I feel like that completely shifts the way that um, the industry then ends up engaging with the consumer because if the consumer shows up and they are receptive, I mean, the consumer here will tell the barista how to make their coffee, like in in a different way. I mean, there's good and bad things for that. Right, (laughs) 100%. Good and bad things in that situation. (laughs) Um, I mean, because at the end of the day, the cafe has to set their standards. So if they've got a drink that follows a specific recipe, uh, we can't go around customizing each and every drink for the customer. And at the same time, we need to be as considerate <laughs> for customer mm. requests. So as long as it's within within limit, I think it is manageable. Do you think that uh, there was an intentional, I, I know that, that this industry benefited from other uh, geographies, coffee coffee industries around the world. Do you think that there was an, an in, that that there was an intentional approach to onboarding the consumer as a part of developing the industry over here from a culture perspective? I think with, uh, if you are trying to, if you're trying to implement change in Mm -hmm. a certain mindset of the consumer, uh, the only way to go about it is through education. Mm -hmm. I mean, call it whatever you want. At the end of the day, it is teaching someone something new, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So yes, it, 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 that, you know, you do have to convey information, showcase why, you know, this product is different from what you're used to. Um, but I feel like that's where the sort of disconnect is. And I think that's, I know we'll come to this later, but that's mm-hmm. where uh, specialty coffee and commercial coffee are sort of always separated. Um, but, I mean, it's interesting to see the evolution. Going back to that, we were talking about, you know, the evolution of specialty coffee in UAE. And... You know, I'd say a very high percentage of specialty cafe owners or roasters now were consumers of you know, stomping grounds and, you know, mm. all the other cafes that set up at that time between 2014-2016. Um, so I think once you instill that little bit of uh, interest in a customer, it's just up to them how far they want to take it. And most of them, most of them get so deep into it that it becomes a passion and it becomes a project where they want to set up something of their own. I I haven't seen another place, and, and that this is saying something, folks, because the Australian specialty coffee industry is super developed, right? But I haven't seen another place that had as many dedicated specialty coffee drinkers and deeply passionate mm. specialty coffee drinkers as in the United Arab Emirates. It's really, really sure. wild. You guys have done a really great job of cultivating a customer base that moves with the industry. Yeah. I mean, um, every 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 uh, area in Dubai has at least a couple of specialty coffee houses. So I think accessibility um, mm. to, to be able to just, you know, go in one direction and find a specialty coffee house. I think having access to so many venues makes it easier for people yeah. to start uh, drinking it. Yeah, awesome. Appreciating it. In the next episode, folks, we're going to talk about education and coffee culture. So join us for the next episode as we traverse through 
the different touch points of how education can either empower or perhaps not so much empower uh, specialty coffee. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Ryan. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace, love and peanut butter, everybody. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.